Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. Good evening, everyone. Tracy Cromwell here, your integrative nutrition health coach, senior fitness specialist, personal trainer, and um, yeah, integrative nutrition health coach. So it is Tough Love Tuesday tonight, and um, I'm happy to be here. And tonight I'm talking about something um, very important. Um, basically, I'm talking about environmental toxins and your health. So as an integrative nutrition health coach, I focus on all aspects of someone's life. So um, again, I speak about this too. There's joy, not only with health is there food, there's fitness, um, finances, relationships, um, creativity, career, education, all those things um, apply to our lives. And so with that, looking beyond just what we're consuming, um, I try and look outside of those of just food and we look at behavior. And then also um, tonight's topic, we're looking at environmental toxins. So with that, um, you know, we can, we can think about toxins in many ways, but let's clarify what I mean by, um, environmental toxins. So that can mean that, um, nature, nature sends off, um, you know, um, pollutants into the air, like, um, Oh my goodness, pollen, all of that. That's an, an environmental effect on us. But um, what it really means is that it refers to everything in our surrounding um, outside of our body. So something that's happening outside of our body. And uh, we, again, we can talk about environmental issues referring to nature, um, but that's just one aspect to consider. So um, when we're talking about environmental toxins, and so for me, I call myself the canary in the coal mine. Actually a little congested right now. I can sniff them out. I can smell them. Um, when I'm in amongst environmental toxins, sometimes I can literally taste it in my mouth. It can give me a headache, all those types of things. So the aspect is that one really important thing for us to remember and to consider is the impact that these external um, environmental uh, toxins or external life outside of our body, how is that impacting our body, right? So where are these toxins found? Um, 
So you'll be surprised to learn um, that environmental toxins are widespread, more widespread than pollution and pesticides. And I didn't really realize that, um, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, we unwittingly, I can say that word, unwittingly uh, come into contact with them and these dangerous chemicals throughout, through our cosmetics um, or our food additives for just, for just an example. So um, constant exposure to these environmental toxins um, cause more and more people to suffer from chronic illness. Okay, it's chronic diseases. And these illnesses leave, you know, people feeling um, in a continuous state of exhaustion, mental fogginess, anxiety, um, physical pain, and many other symptoms. So like I said, I have been um, in environments where I've been around new carpet, for example, and within about an hour, I start feeling like I had the flu or I had a cold and my sinuses started burning. My eyes burnt. Um, I just needed to go home. I went home that day and I just felt so sick. I thought I was getting some kind of a flu and I woke up the next day. I felt fine. I went back into that environment the next day and it only took like an hour this time from being there all day to just an hour in that environment to feel awful and sick. And so that's um, new carpet, for example, can basically um, off gas into the environment and where our bodies are exposed to it, we breathe it in. Other people in the environment, they could smell it, but it didn't bother them, right? And, um, but we had um, the air tested and sure enough, we had formaldehyde in, in that environment. And so I couldn't, I couldn't be in there. I couldn't do it. So for me, an environmental toxin like that makes me terribly sick, awfully sick. And so um, anyway, um, that exhaustion I had, that fogginess, I also got very anxious, especially the second day when I realized it was the environment. I just had to get out. I wanted to run, had high anxiety. Okay. And um, so that's something to, to think about. Um, so how are the toxins, these toxins affecting our health, impacting our health? Well, I gave an example of a personal, um, experience that I had, and that's on just one of, of many I could tell you about, but, but, you know, these toxins are impacting us and, you know, we are taught when we're kids to avoid toxins, um, toxic chemicals, but, what we need to talk about is really how these environmental toxins are, are impacting our body. So first I'm going to talk about the endocrine system. So that's a collection of glands that produce hormones that regulate metabolism, growth and development, tissue function, sexual function, reproductive, uh, um, reproduction, sleep and mood among other things. And so one class of toxins can be described, <clears throat> excuse me, as what's called endocrine disruptors. So um, according to the environmental working group, there is no end to the tricks that the endocrine disruptors can play on our bodies. So um, they state that some dangers of endocrine disruptors include um, increasing 
and decreasing the production of certain hormones. So as humans, we really need our hormones to be in balance. Each hormone has a specific purpose. So these endocrine disruptors basically play havoc on them. So they can imitate other hormones. Um, they can turn on hormone, uh, they can turn one hormone into another. They interfere with hormone signaling. Uh, signaling cells, um, they can signal cells to die prematurely. Uh, they compete for vital nutrients. So nutrients that need to go to other areas, these endocrine disruptors basically um, compete with that. Um, they um, are binding to essential hormones and then also they accumulate in our organs that, and um, they accumulate in the organs that produce hormones. So they are playing havoc in our bodies. So the result of the hormone disruption, again, I, I mentioned a little bit ago, is we can have chronic diseases. So, the, um, and they're learning more and more about these diseases that are caused by these endocrine disruptors. So some have been linked to it is um, ADHD, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, uh, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, obesity, early puberty, reproductive disorders and childhood and adult cancers. Um, so all these things, these endocrine disruptors are not mild. They are, if we're chronically um, in contact with them, our bodies don't know how to handle them. And we weren't really meant to have to handle them, right? So if we know that hormones are responsible for all major aspects of our health, from that sleep, from the metabolisms, it is so crucial to limit our exposure to these endocrine disrupting toxins. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk about some of the common toxins and how we can reduce our exposure to them. So the first toxin, number one, is BPA. So BPA is an industrial chemical that has been used to make certain plastics and resins um, since the 60s, 1960s. So for example, um, polycarbonate plastics uh, contain BPA and are often used <clears throat> in the containers that store canned foods and beverages, um, such as water bottles um, is an example. So BPA is a synthetic hormone that imitates estrogen in the body and it interferes with reproduction. So when we think about buying those water bottles, the plastic water bottles um, really quickly at the store, um, we're also have a strong likelihood of ingesting another endocrine disruptor, that BPA, which can cause issues with reprodu reproduction, okay? So the uh, Environmental Working Group has reported that BPA has been linked to everything from breast and other cancers um, to our reproductive, excuse me, to um, other reproductive problems. Um, the other thing is obesity, early puberty, and heart disease. And according to the government test, 93% of Americans have BPA in their bodies. So I probably have BPA in my body and you probably have BPA in yours. Um, According to the Center of Disease Control, people are commonly exposed to low levels of BPA when they consume food or water that has been stored in containers made with the chemical. So 
it's really important to be mindful and aware of this so you can make a good choice for your health when you're out buying things. Um, so that brings me to the next topic is how to avoid them. Okay, how to avoid BPA exposure. And it's really important. So it can be hard <laughs> because, you know, um, it's prevalent in the environment. Um, here are the tips. Um, look for BPA-free label on foods and packaging. So that's, you know, canned foods, that's the plastics, um, uh, water bottles, um, all those types of things. See, make sure it says BPA-free. Avoid plastics marked with a PC. P is in penny, C is in cat. PC um, for polycarbonate or a recycling level, label of seven, number seven, okay? Um, buy and store foods in stainless steel or glass and use fresh frozen or dried products. Avoid microwaving. This is a big one. Avoid microwaving foods in plastic containers because that emits the heat and that can help that BPA leach into your food. Um, and don't wash plastic containers in the dishwasher, again, because that can leach, leach that out into the environment and not to use harsh uh, detergents on them. So one thing I've done is I've replaced, as much as I can, I've replaced all my containers to glass and, um, and then they have a BPA-free um, lid, um, plastic lid, like the locking kind, okay? And also choose wooden toys. <laughs> I know, choose wooden toys instead of plastic. But when we think about it, here we are giving our child a toy that's plastic and it's probably got BPA in it. And so as an early, um, early, um, you know, growing child, you're getting exposed to this. So um, the next one is phthalates. Um, they are a group of chemicals used to make plastics um, more flexible and harder to break. So they're commonly found in, in plastic food containers, children's toys and makeup products. Okay. So it's important that we pay attention to that. So our bodies have a signaling system, uh, to program cells to die as part of normal health. It's, and according to the environmental working group, studies have shown that chemicals called phthalates can trigger what's known as death-inducing signaling, making them die earlier than they should. Okay, so we don't wanna do that, right? Also, they've linked them to hormone changes, low sperm count, less mobile sperm, congenital disabilities in the male reproductive system, obesity, diabetes, and thyroid irregularities. So um, kind of seeing a trend, you know, in these two different chemicals. So avoid them. Again, um, start by avoiding plastic food containers, children's toys, plastic wrap um, made from PVC, and um, which has the recycling label number three. So recycling label number three. It's also important to read cosmetics and personal care product labels carefully. So I'm always a proponent for picking food and making sure you read your labels. It's really important to do that with other things too. Um, you know, makeup, anything we're putting on our skin, um, you know, lotions, shampoos. Um, here's a good one. Avoid products that simply list added fragrance. Okay. So that catch-all term uh, sometimes means hidden um, phthalates. Okay. 
And you can see um, there's a website you can go to, Environmental Working Group. It's www.ewg.org forward slash skin deep forward slash. And that can get you some information. Um, excuse me on that. All right. Toxic number three. Toxin number three, heavy metals. So, um, you know, they uh, trace amounts of heavy metals exist in our environment and, um, and naturally exist in our bodies, but increased exposure to them can pose um, some health challenges for sure. Lead and mercury are the most frequent causes um, of heavy metal poisoning. So, um, you know, there was always a big push. There's been big pushes in the past to get rid of lead pipes, right? Um, and um, any exposure to mercury, um, lead as well. You know, lead can cause neurological, gastrointestinal, kidney, and bone marrow toxicity, okay? And neurodevelopmental defects. So that's bad. We need to get lead out of our environment. Mercury poisoning can be marked with headaches, low back pain, weakness, fatigue, tremors, and hallucinations. And pregnant women are the most risk um, for, for this and the toxic effects of mercury, since the metal is known to concentrate in the fetal brain and can interfere with brain development. So again, um, mercury and lead, we want to keep as far away from ourselves as possible. Um, sources of lead um, include paint and gasoline. While mercury sources include uh, dental and medical equipment, interesting enough, fertilizers, pesticides, amalgam fillings, that's the silver ones, and seafood. So, um, you know, it's important for us to, to make sure we're managing our exposure to that mercury, okay? It's kind of a bummer because I love salmon and I love the big fish, but for example, salmon, um, it's higher on the food chain, it's more apt to have mercury in it. And tuna, tuna as well, uh, more apt to have mercury in it. So anyway, um, uh, important to note. Okay, toxin number four is glycol ethers. ethers. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I know how to pronounce all these things. But they're commonly used in our household cleaning products, um, cosmetics, and paints. So I always wonder why, why would that be anything to have to do with paint or uh, cleaning products? Why would that be in my cosmetics? I just don't know. Anyway, the problem with this toxin is um, they can damage fertility. Again, we've heard of several toxins that mess up with our fertility and damage our ability to be fertile. So here's another one, right? Um, here, uh, congenital disabilities and worsen allergies and asthma. So I'm pretty sensitive to cleaning products. Um, again, I'm the, uh, canary in the coal mine. You know, if it's in the air, I usually smell it and I usually feel awful. So, um, to avoid this toxin is, a look for a more natural cleaning alternative, such as white vinegar, um, avoid products with ingredients such, oh, I know I was going to have to say this word again. Um, all right. I can do this. Such as number two. So two, butoxyethanol. I think I did it. 
otherwise E-G-B-E, and metho, methox zydiglicol. <laughs> oh, I got to laugh at myself. <laughs> I don't pronounce these words all the time. It's like a whole other language. But D is in dog, E is in Edward, G is in go, M is in max, and E again. All right. We want to watch out for those ingredients. So um, very important. Another toxin, number five, is radon. Okay, radon is an odorless and tasteless radioactive gas that is produced from the decay of uranium, which exists in rocks and soil, and it can be found in homes, particularly in basements, okay, and other areas in contact with the ground. So um, just because it's in the ground, right? But you won't know whether it's in your home unless you have it tested. So it's worth testing for. Um, so next is smoking. Radon is the second most frequent cause of lung cancer. So um, to reduce radon exposure, seal the floors and the walls. Excuse me. Increase underfloor ventilation and overall ventilation. Close the basement off from the rest of the house. Have the water tested through um, through a drinking water testing laboratory and radon can be moved through treatment technology. So that's really good, such as aeration or granular activated carbon. So you can do something about it. So it's worth getting it tested for. So next one, um, fire retardants. Number six is fire retardants. There are more than 75 types of these and their initial is B as in boy, F as in Frank, R. They're used commercially um, from, from natural fiber to household furniture to plastic. So um, they don't stick to the materials that they're put on. So they filter into our environment. So that leaves, uh, th there have been numerous studies that have reported high levels of fire retardants in breast milk. So I think we need to be wise to the fact that when we're in an environment that has these things, we breathe it in. Um, it comes in through our skin, all of these things, it's going to go into our cells, right? And become part of us. So that's really important for us to remember. So again, according to the Environmental Working Group, these uh, incredibly persistent chemicals known as polybrominated, I knew I was going to do this again, diphenyl. Ah, not my expertise. Let's just go with the initials of P, B, D, E. So they have um, since been found to contaminate the bodies of people and wildlife around the globe and even polar bears. Okay, so they're in our air, we've created them and now they're a part of us. Um, they can imitate and disrupt thyroid hormones in our bodies. Okay, here's another hormone disruptor, right? And we need a functioning thyroid to be healthy. So, um, so again, common sources of this, um, paint, textiles, paper, <laughs> paper, furniture, mattresses, electronics, office equipment, and carpet padding. So um, these little buggers will float out into the air. So ways you can reduce your BFR exposure. Um, 
and these flame retardants. Um, purchase furniture and mattresses made from organic materials. So I'm going to do a little plug for avocado mattress. Um, that um, is all organic. They have no retardants like that. There's no off gassing. And I didn't mean to, I didn't even think I was going to say that, but I'm very pleased with ours. And um, me being so sensitive, I had no worries and I didn't need to let it off gas before I slept on it. Um, get rid of products that include foam made before 2005. So foam before 2005, out, get it out. Um, invest in a HEPA sealed vacuum cleaner, which traps those toxins, um, traps toxins in when you use it. Avoid using a broom or just because um, it just stirs up dust um, and accumulates toxin in the air. So another way of of cleaning is a you know some kind of damp cloth or anything like that on the floor. Try not to use a broom. Limit the amount of meat you consume. So poultry and red meat can contain high levels of this BFRs. Now I want to know why that this is in my my food. Why, why is it even in there? So that's another soapbox for me to get on. But why would my red meat and my poultry contain high levels of fire retardants? You know, and I didn't get a chance to look into that. Anyway, um, so important to know. All right, toxin number seven, organophosphates. Organophosphates. So that is a neurotoxin compound produced initially for chemical warfare during World War II. Okay, so these chemicals are the main components, get this, herbicide, pesticides, and insecticides, because they target the nervous system of the insects. And despite being classified as a societal health and environmental concern, agriculture, use as a pesticide on your fruits and vegetables is still permitted. Um, organophosphates are also used in mosquito abatement in public areas. So again, I can sniff it out. If a landscaper is using anything like this around me, I get so sick. Um, on road trips, traveling through areas of, um, you know, where they're growing strawberries or berries, whatever it might be, agriculture, driving through there, I can taste these chemicals. I smell them and I get so sick. And I always wonder, why are they on our food? And um, it, it, you know, it's another soapbox for me to get on. But uh, um, I remember being on one long road trip. We stopped and picked up some fresh berries. We had them in the back seat and I was in the back seat of the car and I started getting horribly sick. And I I couldn't figure it out at first and I had to lay down in the back seat and I just tasted the chemicals in my mouth and, the, and they burned my sinuses. I was miserable and it didn't, it didn't occur to me. It was coming from these freshly purchased strawberries, fresh from the farmer. So anyway, um, organophosphates, check it out. You know, if you're using any kind of pesticide or whatever, see if you can get that stuff out of your lawn. Um, off of your food. So um, these have um, um, been linked to adverse effects on brain development, behavior, and fertility. Again, that's another fertility. 
um, that we've run across. Okay, so to avoid them, avoiding them is hard. Um, your best bet is to buy organic produce if possible. Um, the Environmental Working Group publishes a shopper's guide. Um, it's called um, Guide Shopper's Guide to Pesticides in Produce, uh, which you can, you know, help you find the fruits and veggies that have the fewest um, pesticides residue. So you can go to the uh, www.ewg.org forward slash food news forward slash. Okay, and sometimes it changes on the year. You know, have you heard the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15? So um, you can do that um, to see if you can um, avoid it. All right, toxin number eight. I know there's a lot. This is the final one, promise. Okay, the final toxin is particle pollution. So particle pollution can range from um, its dust, mold, um, and fungus particles uh, to chemical compounds from fuel emissions, all right? So the number one source of air pollution in many cities is automobile emissions. However, this is it. If you're a landscaper, you're, on, uh, you're in the hot seat. The landscaping industry accounts for up to 10% of air pollution in the United States. And it's the gas leaf blower has been identified as one of the worst offenders and deposits about 30% of its raw gasoline back in the air. So again, another thing, landscapers come around the neighborhood, they're blowing all over the place and it gets in here and it smells and it makes me nauseous. This happens to my mom. They go by her place and they just ruin the environment with these horrible things. So Try and get, if you have a leaf blower, try and get a battery operated one. And um, hopefully someday they will not be using those anymore. Um, so um, countless studies have been done on you know, the effects of these pollutants, um, particle pollution, particle pollution in the air on our health. So common, common effects include wheezing, coughing, shortness of breath, and lung tissue swelling, which contributes, contributes to heart and lung disease, asthma attacks, and lung cancer. So um, uh, another good thing would be to go, um, go to an allergist. And um, um, I just finished doing that again. And because um, I do feel so awful with all these environmental toxins and stuff like that. And um, they're helping me get some relief from that. But go to an allergist and, and take that step to find out if the dust is bothering you. You know, we have mold here in the Pacific Northwest, but mold's pretty much everywhere. Um, and there are ways to help you um, if you do suffer from that. So it is worth going to the allergist, um, getting all those skin pricks and stuff done so that you know what, how your body is really responding and then you can make a plan of action. Um, so back to ways to avoid particle pollutants. So um, they're surrounding us all the time. So it's really hard to remove them. So um, swap the gas powered lawnmowers, leaf blowers and weed whackers for electrical. Um, again, environmental pollution of vehicles. If you can take public transportation, do that. If you can um, ride your bike, <laughs> so um, 
checking fuel burning furnaces, your hot water tanks, heaters, gas ranges in your home annually, make sure that exhaust systems are adequate so that they're venting appropriately and then prevent mold from growing in your home you know, by monitoring humidity levels, especially in your basements and bathrooms and addressing water stained areas. So you can get even just on Amazon, these really great air quality meters that you can just put in your home. And um, one of these things really helped me with my mom's place was um, her air quality seemed kind of, you know, it just had this weird feeling around it. And so I bought this and she likes to burn a little bit of water on the stove to create humidity. Well, what I found was her stove is electric and then the water was, was from the faucet. And so she had toxic levels of that in her home. And so we were able to get rid of that and monitor the quality of the air. And these little monitors, you know, they'll do, um, gosh, um, all various things, CO2, um, I think particles, all this like six different things and humidity. So it, it's great. And they didn't cost very much, but you can install those in your home to see if you have anything that's um, bothering you. Also, it's worth, you can also find little mold Petri test kits that you can put a Petri dish around various areas of your home. You can even put them in your, um, if you have an HVAC system with forced air, you can test it. And then you know if something's there, <laughs> And then you can remedy it, right? So those are a couple ways you can um, help out your environment and also getting those filtered HEPA filter type fans that will clean the air out for you. So lastly, this bottom line is that environmental toxins are down, they're just dangerous to us human beings and ongoing research findings report their ability um, to feed cancers, interfere with glucose and cholesterol metabolism and induce insulin resistance. So um, again, they're messing with our hormones, right? So environmental toxins have also been identified as a culprit for obesity um, through multiple mechanisms, including inflammation, oxidative stress, mitochondrial injury. Mitochondria is that that's a power cell the power little battery of our cells and we have to have really good mitochondrial function. So these can harm our mitochondria. They can alter thyroid metabolism and also, you know, impair central appetite regulation. So it just puts like all this stuff against us. Right. <laughs> so it's crucial, you know, that, you know, your level of risk when it comes to these. So, and that's again, why I wanted to do this uh, broadcast. So <clears throat> it's very important. So, all right. Um, best ways you can protect your health from environmental toxins is to take the following steps and precautions. So maximize your phytonutrient intake, all right, by eating whole real foods, especially like cruciferous veggies, like broccoli, bok choy, kale, Brussels sprouts, that kind of stuff. Foods high in antioxidants, like dark green leafy veggies, berries, um, as well as garlic and onions. And they can help your body detoxify. Of course, if you have a sensitivity or you're allergic to any of those, don't eat that one. <laughs> okay. But see how many real good um, whole foods you can get into your diet. Avoid plastic at all costs. Um, this one is really pretty tricky. Um, 
because we're so dependent on it. Um, but see what you can do there. Stainless steel water bottles and glass containers for storing food. Instead of buying water in the plastic uh, bottles, install a filter at home. Um, and then detox your home with natural, simple things, uh, products. So try making your own cleaning products or there's a lot of really good um, uh, manufacturers out there now. There's one called True Earth, T-R-U-E-A-R-T-H. I think it is True Earth. Well, there goes, there I go again, talking about another product I didn't intend to, but True Earth, check them out. Um, I hope that's right, but I started using their laundry detergent. It has nothing in it and they're actually little sheets. So the environmental impact, I get a ton of laundry detergent in a, in a cardboard box and no big plastic container anymore. So check those out. Um, here's one really good for you. Exercise. You want to sweat or hit a sauna if you can. The more you sweat, the more toxins you can remove from your body. So another proponent of why you want to work out. If you don't like sweating, I say get over it and sweat. Okay. Take high quality supplements. Um, we definitely do. Um, you want your zinc, vitamin C, B complex. Of course, check with your doctor, do all that smart stuff. If you're allergic to any of the stuff, you don't want to take it. Um, and then um, for reference, um, definitely you can check out, um, you know, just Google, um, you know, environmental toxins. Um, precisionnutrition.com, all about environmental toxins. You can Google that. Um, uh, Precision Nutrition is another certification I hold. Um, they have great information. Um, sciencedirect.com has a lot of great information as well. Um, so check it out. Um, do some research, um, you know, make a little bit of investment to make sure your home's in good shape and see if you can get yourself um, to where you have an environment that isn't as, um, that environment that you're not aware of that you might be getting exposed to something like that. So if you are suffering from some chronic illness or you just don't feel right, something might be wrong, you know, find an integrated doctor or find a doctor that will support you to find those things, figure those things out. Again, I highly recommend visiting an allergist as well. Um, find out about your food sensitivities. That might mean you need to meet with a naturopath or somebody like that, integrative doctor. Um, you know, get your home tested. You know, see how your body is responding to all of this. So, so again, environmental toxins in your health is really important because it does affect your hormones. It does affect the way you feel. It can make you tired, um, feel like you have the flu all the time. And I speak because that's exactly what happens to me when I have stuff in the air that my body just can't tolerate. And so, um, it's another thing too, is, uh, um, when we think of it that way, we can think more globally of how maybe what products we're using or maybe products we're putting on our skin or, or in our hair might be affecting others around us. You know, is it, is it highly fragrant? Is it um, full of chemicals? Cause that does, that can affect a room, right? So with that, that's my tough love Tuesday. So tough love is do some investigating, take the time to do it, figure it out. And, um, 
it's amazing how much better you feel when you don't have those things bombarding you all the time. So, all right, everyone, Tough Love Tuesday's over tonight. Have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>